Yo, what's up, one, two? <laughs> Welcome to episode 128 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. What a millennia <laughs> that we've had. Oh. It's, we're bad just us two because uh, I messed up the timing for the guest that was supposed to be here. And this was my bad. That's okay. We'll forgive you now. I didn't forgive you at the time. but No, 20 minutes ago. I'm over it, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we'll all live. Apologies to our guest who was supposed to be here. Yeah. We'll have him back on. Him or her. It's a surprise. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about, Big Tuna? Nothing. Pod's <laughs> over. <laughs> Let's just do some dead air. Let's do some ASMR, like s- slow talking. Like brush strokes, but with your voice. Yeah. We're going to paint a tree. A happy tree. And the tree is beautiful. No, so we're going to New York City in a couple of weeks. We always go to New York for... Eight. I want I want your ten minute I want your three hour take on the coronavirus go. I mean people want to know. I'm I just think that everyone's blowing it out of proportion. So we're supposed to go to Japan in five weeks? Well at first I mean my my view has shifted because at first I was really pissed off because people kept saying to me like Oh, you're definitely not going. They'd be like, Are you still going to Japan? I don't think you are and I'd be like, you know, you need to mind your own business first of all yeah (laughs) but secondly i was just it was i didn't really believe them i'm like no it was like unless they stop like they close the borders or they cancel our flight we're going and i wasn't really like that bothered i was just sort of like okay well we're still going but then not this friday but the friday before i got home from work and i saw that they did actually cancel a bunch of flights to japan and japan moved from a you know level one to a level two um so i did start to get a little worried um our flight did not get canceled. It's United. They've like consolidated a bunch of flights. Yeah, well, I think the thing that different... was happening was people were canceling their flights. Right. So they were just consolidating flights. Yeah. So like they, there's you can still fly to Japan. It's still a level two, which I think is really good news because that's been a whole week now later. Yeah, um, I think we're going to be fine. I think it's actually going to be a great time to go because everything's a lot cheaper because no one's traveling there. Yeah, we were able to actually I saved cancel like and then dollars on our hotels that i had already booked yep canceling and rebooking and so if you have any trips that. planned you should definitely do that it's also a, probably a great time to book flights like we, yeah we, we might even are... go ahead and book our italy flights for yeah later this year Italia, I mean, everything's I really low um i mean of course this could all bite us in the ass if we end up not going but um i've been deep on reddit about it and there are a lot of people deep. there right now who say like everything is you know other than like some big attractions, like some museums, everything's open, all the shops and the restaurants, and it's just a lot less crowded than usual. Which is great. And everything is supposed to reopen on March 15th or 13th or 15th, just depending on the place. So pretty much we are going to reevaluate at that time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's not safe, like... Or if, if it gets moved to a level three, like right now, Italy's a level three. Yeah. Um, but Which sucks. Honestly, sure Japan and Korea, have. they've done a good job with actually containing the virus once they had the outbreak i think it's going to get worse here since we don't really have a plan in america right now but we'll see i mean it's everywhere but i think that if we can't go to japan if things are if everything is truly closed or if it's a level three or our flight gets canceled it's too soon for us to decide that yet but say in a month that happens then i think that we will just spend most of our trip in thailand because we're already doing five days in thailand we'll just switch to southeast asia because it's warmer there the virus hasn't really affected maybe do vietnam so but the thing is i'm not having a baby with jason until we go to japan so i'm actually fine with that if we don't go because that just pushes everything back a year or so yeah seems like and by the time we actually go to japan and then we have kids all my eggs will be all dried up so it'll be too late yeah what are your thoughts on the coronavirus <laughs> i what's think i said enough. what's your coronavirus hot take <laughs> um my hot take we should all move to warmer weather yeah because it's not as and you've never had the flu right i'm sure i've had the flu at some point i've never had the flu well, good for you <laughs> <laughs> cool story bro my thing is it's it affects if you're over 60 you're at a much higher risk so you need to definitely take precautions, but I don't think and we Jason need, only has one. We kidney. don't need to like pretend like the world's going to end. That's my whole thing. I mean, we are definitely going to go to some food markets in Japan and eat some questionable shit. We did it in Mexico. 
Odds are we're going to do it in Japan. We might even be bringing yeah, back the new strain life. of whatever it is. Yeah, we're going to eat a bat. We'll yeah. bring it over here. You think coronavirus is bad? Wait till we <laughs> eat something really weird. Yeah. Infect everybody. So we wanted to talk about... Uh, everyone always asks oh. us... Well, hold on. I just want to say, too, they, oh, I don't know if it. you read this, but they're... I can't read. So if you're doing, like, a lot of U.S. flights, yeah. they're using the international planes. Oh, that's like, nice. So, like, they said, like, Boston to Miami is now on, like, a... like a I think it's a 777, but it's, like, the two rows, you know? Yeah. And that, like, a lot... It's easier to get upgrades and stuff. And, like, of course, you'll have, like, entertainment and everything. Like, it was, like, Denver to San Francisco. Like, short flights that would usually just be crappy yeah, planes that's you, cool you could get a nice plane anyway what were you gonna say um i was gonna say most people ask us because they know i lived in new york and we go to new york a lot they're like where should you eat where should we go yeah we get this question a lot for both copenhagen and new york so we thought it would be cool to do a podcast that could we're trying to do this as a blog post but the copenhagen one has been a long it's time hard to do it because the things change so fast especially in new york i mean something opens and closes all the time so someone like telephone smoothie asked me what my favorite pizza place is. And I was like, I don't really have one in New York because the ones I used to go to are all closed. You've never really taken me to like good I pizza think the in pe- New York. Like we went to, good I mean, they're pizza okay, is like, over, uh, it's overrated. It's like not your thing. It's not my thing. There's other things I'd like to but do. But let's talk about Ali was just there. So here's, here's, here's my recommendation. Friend of the pod. So when people say, where do you go? Mm-hmm. I tell them where not to go. So you're most oh. likely going to be staying if you get a hotel. You're going to be staying in the Times Square area. Like, there is nothing good there. You should go see it. If you've never been to New York, like, walk through Times Square, walk to Rockefeller Center. Um, but that's about all you need to do there. Like, you don't want to eat anywhere there. You don't want to, like, hang there too much. It's just, like, a bunch of crowded people, tourists, and not where the good food scene is. Although there are some high scale restaurants there. I think per se is there and a couple other ones. Um, also all the Broadway stuff is there. So if you want to go see a Broadway play, that's cool. But if you're there for food, like not there. Let's you, talk about per se. Cause you've been there. <laughs> I've, I've been there. I, I haven't, I've only eaten at the uh, bar area. So I haven't been to the actual dining room. Where'd you take me that? And first I think the Bernardin is around there too. Where did we go the first time we went? That was like our first fancy restaurant together. I don't remember. Where was it? <laughs> it was in New York. <laughs> but what type of food was anyway. it? Anyway. This is good content. <laughs> go on. Just finish what you were saying. I don't remember where we went the first time. You had gone there with Mimi. 11 Madison Park? No. It was like our first trip together. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, the girlfriends blur together but anyway um <laughs> so <laughs> so i so don't go there here's the places that are the best food places you need to go downtown you go to the east village so east village is where it's become a, a lot more gentrified now but when i was there 10 15 years ago that was where all like where noodle bar was opening up and Sam and um hearth and all these fun places so and they're still all there so there's a, there's a lot of fast casual things you can go to, um, like St. Mart's has Mamoons, cupcake places, dessert places. So let's get into more detail. You're just like listing places. I know, but I'm just talking about the areas right now. Then I'll okay. get into more detail. So I say go to the East Village, go to the West Village, go to Soho, go to Chinatown. Like they're all really close together. Lower East Side, like all those around there, that's where you want to hang out and get all the food because that's where you get the the old school new york places now if you want to get a little more adventurous you can go to um brooklyn and you can go to queens and there's a lot of good stuff ethnic food out there like this time we're going to go to flushing which is in the middle of nowhere queens there's pockets of basically gramercy <laughs> tavern <laughs> oh <laughs> i'd never been there before oh that was your first time yeah anyway sorry to interrupt um <laughs> but yeah so so i say if it's your first time and you're into food like we normally don't leave manhattan because we're only there for 24 hours so go to the lower east side go to the east village hang out there let's talk about some places there yeah so let's talk about veneros veneros yeah so veneros is an old school italian um bakery and they also have a seating area so you can sit down and order too but it's just a 
rainbow you, cookies. Now you walk in there and there's just a there's displays and displays and displays worth of Italian pastries. And so I really recommend the rainbow cookies and also their Sicilian cheesecake. They have the which has like it's a regular cheesecake with like dried fruits in there. They, they have the best cannoli. Yeah, really there, which good. they they do like a chocolate chocolate. So they take the cannoli shell, dip it in chocolate, and then they have the cannoli filling that's chocolate. So good. I used to go there all the time. It was a dollar seventy five for that. We stayed in an Airbnb pretty much right next to there, and the Airbnb was infested with roaches. Yeah. So what do you recommend as far as like Airbnb versus hotels in New York? So, um. Didn't they recently like make it so it was harder to get Airbnbs? Here's my whole take on the Airbnb versus hotel. I think if you're going for a short period of time, one or two days, three days, you're better off doing a hotel because it's much easier. Like you don't have to, you can check in whenever you want. Like there's not as, as it's a little bit harder with Airbnb. I think if you're going to stay a week plus, an Airbnb is a better option for you because then you kind of get like your little home area. Because, like, at a hotel... Although we uh, never use it, though, so I'm trying to think of the logic behind well, that. Because it's not like we use, like, the, well, the area to cook or anything. Yeah, but you Laundry just... Laundry would be nice, but very... Uh, you don't usually get that, even at an Airbnb. Well, not in New York, but if you... Like, in Copenhagen, we had it. So, and it's it's yeah. cheaper. Like, if you get a ho- an Airbnb for a month, it's and you try to get a hotel for a month, it's going to be a lot harder. And the cool thing about Airbnbs, too, is, like, you can get those in better locations. Most of the hotels in New York are near Times Square, whereas, like, we, I don't like to stay there. So that's why we got the Airbnbs around there. But you've been getting hotels in New York. So where, yeah. which hotels do you so like? So I like the Standard, which is on 6th and 3rd uh, or Bowery, because um, that's, that's, like, the perfect area for me where I want to stay because I can walk to Co. Like, Co Bar is where I go now. And I've talked about it on the pod, but it's... Well, I wanted to finish talking about the... East Village. Yeah, so what that is in the East is Village. Is that still there? Yeah. Okay. So Co is Mamafutu's high-end place, and they have a bar where you can just go, and they have, like, stuff. And I think it's the most approachable, cool, fine dining place in America. So it's right around the corner from there. And we've also, done the sit-down at Co too. Yeah. And I thought about doing that for this trip, but honestly, the I like sit-down? Yeah, I like to go in, go out. That was, like, one of the most we've had, like, so many courses so full. Although yeah, we, we, we did, did it have for it for lunch, so that always seems more. I would like to do it for dinner, just because it makes the vibe a little bit more fun. But that was like yeah. one of the best ones we've ever had. Yeah, they. It's just it's just great there. And talk about some things you've had at the Cobar that are so great. So they have the best fried chicken in America, in my opinion. And I, I, yeah, uh, it's. I'll eat it. It's cold fried. Yeah. So th- they do it like I think they triple fry it and then they put like this coating that has the green tabasco sauce and all this other shit on it and it's so good it is so really good. special and, and they it have, does come cold yeah it comes cold and it, it and what i like about it is the prices include tip and for like two pieces of fried chicken it's six bucks or seven bucks and the menu is handwritten in a notebook yeah they write it so every cool. day um they had a pickle sandwich last time we were yeah, there. Yeah, they still have which that. It was like butter and pickles on this really good bread, and that's it. And they just amazing. have cool... and what Their burger. They put a thick piece of foie gras on there. Yeah, and I actually listened to a Dave Chain podcast recently where they were talking about... Where they interviewed Sean Gray, who's the main chef at Co. And he's like, yeah, like, at the bar, we can, like, test things out. So they're, like, trying things out for the menu. Sometimes they'll do just, like, fun things where they'll do the highlights of the menu of Co. for all time. And they'll just like put them on the bar menu. They have, uh, they do like special wines, like fancy wines for like 10 bucks, 15 bucks a glass that are cool. So I just think it's, uh, yeah, and, wines that are usually, and there's like no like $100. reservations. You just walk in there. You can almost all, like every time I've almost never had to wait. Like you almost always, like when we went, it was almost empty one time. Normally it's pretty full. But you just sit at the bar, like people are normally nice. You strike up a conversation with the chefs. It's cool. Um, the other places I always go, and if you haven't been to New York, you should definitely go to Katz's. So Katz's is like the traditional old school type of deli. that Jewish deli. That is no place. It, I mean, is it? 
it's not Jewish because it's not kosher, but it's it's Jewish style. What, what's better, that or Langer's in LA? So I think the bread at Langer's is better. I think the pastrami is equally good. Like, but the but it's a hot pastrami. So they're like, could they're, it's basically like when you go to Sweet Lou's and you get the brisket here and they slice it right in front of you. But there's the, but they're slicing the pastrami right in front of you and it's so freaking delicious and it's hot and it's stacked up high and you can get mustard and sauerkraut or whatever you want on it so good and and it's open 24 7 so you can go at 3 a.m and it's packed it's actually better to go at off hours because you just get a little pastrami sandwich and right next to katz's is russ and daughters which is now that's jewish right yes yeah russ and daughters is about as jewish as it gets but that is the, and that's we've waited. I'm long. S- we've waited about an hour there, pretty much every. It's the best Sunday morning. It's the best fish deli in the country. I don't even think that's a, the only thing that I've had that's disappointing there. I don't recommend their babka. Yeah, don't don't go there for it's that. Really dry. You go there for, for the bagels. They the have seven cheese, different types of lots. Yeah, that you can get. They have herring. They have all like the old the old school Jewish. Um, Eastern European type of stuff, and it's so good. And they slice, so you tell them what you want, and they put it on a sandwich. And you have to be ready when it's your turn to order, yeah, or else you will get destroyed. Because you have to wait. Like you they have say, a number um, system, and if you say um, they're gonna skip you, yeah, and you're gonna have to go get another number. <laughs> yeah, it's very New York in that way. Yeah, <laughs> like they're intense. They don't mess around. Yeah. What do you usually get there? What's your go-to? Order? Um, I like As the a man salmon who loin. Like cream cheese. I like the salmon loin. I get Ooh. that with uh, mustard and onions and capers on a bagel. The loin's the best part of any animal. Yeah. Um. So so those are like if you want, and those two places have been open for a hundred years. There's also Kanish, a Kanish place around the corner that's also been open for a long time. Like the, that's like old school New York. Like people used to go to Carnegie Deli, and Carnegie Deli wasn't good. They just like served super. They would like stack up the corned beef like a mile high. But this, th- these places are like been around for a hundred years and like freaking good stuff. Like you can't go wrong there. Let's uh, talk about the rest of the David Chang places that we like. So all of them are good. If you if you haven't been, so I obviously recommend Cobar. Like if you and I would go there for dinner. Um, but if you, if you haven't been to any, the original one is noodle bar, um, which is on 10th and first somewhere around there. And it's, it's just like the classic noodles, buns, Cow buns, delicious. And, and you can get the duck there, right? And the chicken, no, that's, that's, that's so you can, so okay. you, no, you, you get the chicken. So a chicken's at if you bar. have four to six friends that you want to pre-order, they do a fried chicken at, um, Noodle bar, and then they do a duck at some. And the duck is outstanding. I highly recommend it. Way better it. than the chicken. Yeah. I agree. I, I know Telephone Smoothie did the chicken. And I like his chicken, it. right? Because I really like it at Cobar. But for some reason, it didn't really do it for me when we had the chicken at Noodle Bar. Yeah. Even, like, the stuff they bring on the side. So when you get the duck, man. Yeah, it like, comes with scallion pancakes and comes with all these different sauces and sides. And it's delicious. Um, the other places... So what has recently opened is, um, oh, what's that mall called? I'm blanking on it. Um, Hudson Yards. Yeah, Hudson Yards. So it just opened, and all these like famous chefs opened up restaurants there, including um, Jose Andreas opened up Little Spain, which is a huge Spanish market, which is great. There's um, Cowie, which is David Chain's restaurant. Thomas Keller has a restaurant there. There's a lot of cool stuff there. And what's cool about that place is you go there and then you can get on the High Line. And the High Line is one of the coolest parts in New York. So you go have a little lunch over at Hudson Yard and then you can walk down the High Line to Is it Kauai? How do you say it? Kauai? Oh, it's Kauai. Kauai. Well, to me, like, I don't think you liked that as much as I did, but I really, really liked that. Yeah, Kauai, it was... Um, it's like the closest you can get to Major Domo <laughs> of all of... You know what I mean? Like... Had the same vibe as as Major Domo. Yeah, I think it's more Korean. I think he it kind of has a different vibe from the other restaurants in a good way. So the best thing we had there, so if they have this, you have to get it. It's this crudite spread, which is so basic, right? Because it's just raw vegetables. Um, but the vegetables they picked, like radicchio and 
like really fresh sugar snap peas and carrots. And then they served it with this like miso garlic and then a hot sauce. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll just never forget that. It was like so simple, but so flavorful. And then we had this truffle, like mochi pasta. Um, Yeah, they still made that. And like so many truffles. In the winter. Never seen that many truffles unless it was uh, with Sam Hart. The, the guy just kept shaving them. So that was amazing. So what... Um, I just really liked it there. I thought it was cool. So what's... So where, where I've taken you, where where do you like to go? Like when we come to New York, what are you looking forward to going to? Well, I really like... I mean, and this is partly why, obviously, I'm so excited about going to Japan, but I like getting all of those desserts and things that we can't get. Like I want to go to a new... Well, I always say I want to go to a new bubble tea place, but honestly, like... Like all I really have room for is boba guys. Boba guys is the best. Um, so you have to go to boba guys. Like my mouth is watering just thinking about boba guys because remember last spring they had the banana milk. <laughs> How could I forget? And I'm hoping. Well, actually, that was like that was in the summer. In the summer, because that was when we went in June. I'm really hoping that they still have that. Yeah, that banana milk was good. It's like a Korean drink. That's like a traditional Korean drink. That's like in a like a pre-bottled thing that they turned into their own homemade wonderful deliciousness. Um, so I really like going there, um, and then seeing like all my people I follow on Instagram, like that's how we found like the best souffle pancakes, you know, but now I think that so many other places have souffle pancakes. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like going to, um, like this, the simpler, smaller places. Like I like, you know, Russ and Daughters and all of that. Like I wanted to talk a little bit about the fine dining. Oh, Snow Days. Yes. There's a shaved ice place called Snow Days and they have... Yeti tracks, which is blueberry Oreo. Um, it's good. And it's not shaved ice, like Hawaiian shaved ice. It's like no, they it's take like Taiwanese, a round. I yeah, think. What, I don't, yeah, I think so. But they take like this round of ice cream and like literally shave it. Um, and you can get like all the good like red bean or like, you know, taro and things you can't get anywhere near Charlotte. Um, but yeah, what did you think of Gramercy Park? That was like our first. That was our Gramercy first. Tavern. Gramercy Tavern. That was like our first fine dining together which is pretty crazy if you think about it that's where it all began yeah um i, mean, I remember being me, a little underwhelmed in gramercy tavern yeah it's pretty traditional right it's been around a long time so that was tom clitio was the main he kind of brought to promise and now they have a chef who's been there a long time who's very good i just thought um it was a little too traditional for my taste i i didn't hate it but it was it's not very memorable to me yeah i couldn't I think, even remember i going. think like the service was really memorable like in the the vibe yes yeah, a like, cool it setting had, like, it was white tablecloth but they have like deep booths and it felt very old school new york especially because that was my first time in new york so like i just remember the whole thing felt super new york to me but, yeah. yeah when i think about the dishes and even now i'm like looking through the pictures and i'm like nothing really stood out let's yeah, talk the, about um yeah well what's cool so gramercy park is a really cool part so Basically, in New York, obviously, there's Central Park, which is a humongous park. But then there's these little pocket parks. There's Madison Square Park. There's Gramercy Park. There's Washington Square Park. Tompkins Square Park. There's all these parts. And basically, if you're near a park, that's really good real estate because you can, you know, you have places to take your kids. And um, people like looking out at some greenery stuff because it's very rare in New York. So Gramercy Park is one of the most expensive parts because you actually have to have a key to get inside of it. And a lot of celebrities live around there. So it's a cool vibe. And then Gramercy Tavern is right around the corner. So it's a cool... For that part of it, it's kind of like a secluded... Like when you go see this park, you're like, you're kind of taken... It doesn't feel like you're in New York anymore. So I thought that was cool. Also... Want to talk about 11 Madison Park a little bit? Sure. What do you want to talk Would about? Would you then? recommend that people go there? I, yes. I mean, I think what is, I mean, their their service is exceptional. I mean, probably the best service in the entire world. I think it's um, a little past its prime as far as, I think it was better in the late aughts, early, whatever we're calling last decade, the teens. Um, but it's worth going to. I, I think, though, if you if it's your first time in New York and you're not a – you don't want to spend 
$300 on a meal, I say skip it. Like you're better off going to Cobar and you'll spend yeah, $75. That's what I would say too. Like, but, but if you, if you really want to, like, you're not going to be, it's not going to be a bad meal when you go there. Like I, I think you're better off going to Blue Hill. Yeah. If you're going to go any place, but that's. If you're up there, I mean, it's like, you might as well go a little further. Yeah. And go to Blue Hill. I just think if you're, if you want to get started into the world of fine dining and say that was like your first one, I think you'd be disappointed. I mean, I think it's one that if you want to try and like check it off your list, but like if you, you know what I mean? I wouldn't start there. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't I, really I think it also, tone. it all depends on the day too when you go and that's like any restaurant. But when I went the first time in 2012, it was, it had a lot of wow factors to it. And I think we just kind of had an off menu night because it seemed like what back. we were looking at. But I would go, I would send people to Co before that. Yeah. There's also that's what I'm craving. And right what's now. great about Boba New York and Cobar. is they have, I mean, there's so many different cuisines. Like they have some of the best sushi in the world. Like you can go to these small little sushi places counters. It's like going to Japan where they have 12 seats and you get some of the best sushi in the world. You can go and get some of the best Chinese food and Korean food in K Town, which is on 34th Street and 33rd Street. Like awesome Korean food. You can go to Queens and get. Uh, Greek food that's fantastic and then you get all the South American um, Central American places too so there's so many varieties of food the key is like just stay away from the super populated touristy areas which is basically Times Square let's talk about Mamoons a little bit oh yes love Mamoons so Mamoons is a chain there there's two. But there's more. There's like three. We looked it up. There's some like in Jersey too. There's one in New expanded. Jersey. And uh, there's three places. There's two in Manhattan and there's one in uh, by Rutgers. So they do it by the colleges. So the two in New York are by NYU. And it's basically a Middle Eastern place. And they serve shawarma and they have pitas. That's basically it. And it's the best lamb shawarma in the world and the hummus is like the best i've had and they have the hottest hot sauce like they're like you know how most places they're like this hot sauce is hot like that hot sauce is fucking hot you have one bite of that and it's freaking off the charts insane i also want to talk about the bang bar so that's in hudson yards too right where is that that's in columbus circle okay because i haven't been there so like that's another david chang spot so like what makes that like it's a what, breakfast what's cool thing. About that? So they just it's they only d- breakfast. They do little wraps. Like twenty four hours a day or it closes? No, it's it's just I think it opens at seven and closes at two. It's cool. It, that's that's a place you go if you're like obsessed with David Chain like me and you want to go to all his restaurants, but you wouldn't recommend I wouldn't it. recommend that. If if you're there for two days, like if you're if you forty eight hours, like how the New York Times says forty eight hours in New York, I would get there. I would go have lunch somewhere in the East Village. Then I would go uptown. I would go to the Met and walk around Central Park. Then I would come back down for dinner. Then I would have dinner at Cobar. Go to bed. Wake up the next morning. Go to Russ and Daughters. And then I would have Katz's for lunch and go home. That's a perfect 48 hours in New York. Boba guys. Yeah. Boba guys in between. (laughs) Lots of snacking in between all that obviously yeah for sure well that's exciting i think because a lot of people don't know where to go and i think it's overwhelming i was like that i get to go with you and that's just like so when i was living there like i went to nyu which is in the village and then like all my friends lived after college when i lived there for three years they were in they were in manhattan not everyone's kind of moved to brooklyn or to queens so and that was kind of after my time so i don't really know those places but there's tons of awesome places in Brooklyn and Queens that you can go to that like I'm not even touching the surface of like you could spend so much time in New York just eating and going to all these places but if you're if it's your first time and you want to hit the highlights and you want you do want to see some touristy places like you stay in Manhattan and you do what I just told you to do all right well let's do Copenhagen in 48 hours because that's our other biggest question We've been to Copenhagen how many times now? Four, Four or five? Five. We've gone every year since 2015. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So that's five. We've been there a lot, including one time for a month. So where would you tell people that they absolutely have to go? 
I, I mean, Copenhagen to me is the town of the bakery. There's just so, there's just so many good bakeries there. So I would say like, and they're not expensive comparatively. Even the chain bakeries are really good. Yeah. Um, but definitely start your morning at Torfhollern, which is the glass market. And I'm sure Olivia would say that we're saying that all kinds of wrong. Torfhollern. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so get some coffee and a. a so that, but that's only there. open from April till October. So if you're not there, then you can't go. But yeah, that that's a great market for food. Um, what's awesome about Copenhagen is it's so small, so you can really walk. I mean. You can walk the whole place in a day and really get a good lay of the land. Our other favorite um, bakery there is the one that was from the guy from Noma. Hart. Well, yeah, Hart Spaghetti. Oh, you're Anderson Millard. Um, yeah, I was talking about Anderson Millard, but both of them are really good. Yeah. So Hart Spaghetti is they're both guys from Noma. The Anderson Millard I think is really nice if you want to sit and like get some maybe work done on your laptop or read because they have ample seating and they have like amazing croissants like they're works of art and like they have you know like torts and things that are really good but their selection isn't huge like that their almond croissant might be the best one but they have just like maybe three or four things and then they have good coffee and then they have coffee soft serve that they use making like leftover coffee and like leftover bread crumbs from the croissants so I recommend that. So when's the best time to go? I say like... Well, we've been in every season now except for the fall. Well, you know, we well we haven't really been in the depths of winter. Yeah, we went in November. So we've done April, July, November. Yeah, I would say... Um, I think the summer's the best time for Copenhagen. Yeah. Just because it stays light so late. The weather's perfect. Yeah, so it doesn't the get really hot 70. there. Everyone, like, the city comes alive. Like, everyone goes swimming in the canals, like, all day, And you really night. can't do that in the spring. Everything just hasn't warmed up enough. Like, even in the summer, it's kind of hard to jump in there. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd say the summer, for sure. So. Okay. So, where should you go eat? So, you should definitely go to a mass, which is a one Michelin star. No, it doesn't have a Michelin star. It doesn't have any. So, there's so many good places to go. And there's, like, the Noma track you can go on, which is you can go, like, try to get into Noma and go to, like, all the places that have opened from Noma alums, which is basically half of Copenhagen. And then I there's the other half of Copenhagen, which is not Noma alums, which are still really good. A lot of people recommend 108 as a place to go and get, like, a Noma light experience. Like, it's cheaper because yeah. it is from former Noma people. But I think that's the one you can Well, no, skip. that's owned by Noma. So, right. Okay. So... Noma basically has 108 bar and bar, which they own. But then there's Relay is former Noma people. Amass is former Noma people. Sanchez is former Noma people. Um, they're all. Relay is underrated and very reasonably priced. And that has a Michelin star, right? Yeah. Yeah. It has one or two Michelin stars. Um, I mean, that was ranked like top 50 in the world for yeah. a while. But it's like very low key and it's not super fancy but it is like really, really good. That's like almost like, so that That to me is more like a Noma light than 108. Yeah. And I, 108 just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that place. We've been twice and not been wowed either time. I think it's more, it's definitely designed for Instagram. Yeah. Everything's gorgeous and colorful. Um, and it's a cool, it's a cool spot. But what about bar? Um, I like so bar. Good. I mean, like the all these schnitzel. Yeah. It's very like hearty Danish food. Like the schnitzel, the thick slice of bread with all the butter. Very good. And they have the best sourdough there. It's like the Noma sourdough. Like you can obviously, it's yeah. the same. I mean, like for instance, like, get it so we're going back for a week. We've already have a reservation at Noma. We have a reservation at the Alchemist, which and is a new. Alchemist is new to us. It was, there was an original alchemist, but then it shut down to reopen in this new place. And it's, I don't know if, where he worked before. He's young. He's, the chef is like 28. Yeah. 
Well, where else are we going to go? Is that your question? Yeah, so where else do you want to go? We're going to go to Gasoline Grill. That's somewhere we go every time. Yeah, so... so They invented the butter burger. Yeah, so it's basically a burger with like a thin slice of butter on top. It's delicious and the best fries of life. So we're definitely going to go there. Yeah. We're definitely going to go to La Glace, which is yes. Jason's favorite bakery. Which so is La Glace like is the oldest bakery... I think I'm saying this right. The oldest bakery is still in operation because it's from like the 1800s. And they have a cake there called um, Sports Cock, which was named <laughs> after a play. Sports Cock. Sports Cock. <laughs> uh, and it was named after a play, The Sportsman. It's like Sports Cage is how it looks if Whatever. it's spelled if it's you're a basic cock. American. Yeah. And they have your favorite, they have your Trestame, which is like your favorite dessert, which is yeah. like a big roll of marzipan with chocolate. Yeah. Um, that's not my favorite bakery. Some of this, I don't know. It's, it's very traditional. They have that cake is, as far as cakes go, there's no other bakery doing really cakes like that. Like I'd probably prefer. Heart Baguere. Heart Baguere. I think that's like the, best the best bakery. One. Yeah. And that's from the, that's from, they just have more from of a Tartine variety. in San Francisco. Yep. He opened up a bakery about a year ago and that is fantastic. Um, I think you also like, so Sanchez is really good. It's, She's from Chicago, but she's Mexican, was the head pastry chef at Noma, then opened up her own chain of uh, taco places, Hija de Sanchez. And then she opened up a more formal place, which got a one Michelin star, Sanchez, which I thought was very good. Really We've good. We've been there a couple times. I, and I'm, a lot of things that she makes, they don't like, they don't like speak to me that much like i like them but they're not my favorite but there you can i really like her um her ice cream yeah her palettas palettas so she does especially like a licorice one so if you can get your hands on that i really like those and i really like the cocktails there then you can also get like a mezcal flight or a tequila flight which is great like it's a to me it's like a great place to go and hang out um for sure like the we did a, a tasting there and it was just to me like fine. And then we, we've been there for brunch and it was just fine, but you really liked it. So I just think like, I think it's just a me problem when it comes to like not being obsessed with that place. Cause I know it's good. Yeah. It just doesn't, it's not quite my thing. Um, I've been recommending tiger mom to people. I don't know that we would go back. I like tiger mom, but it um, was very different. I mean, it's not Danish at all. Yeah. So it's Chinese mostly. Yeah. Um, and that's in like a really fun hip neighborhood, so I definitely would recommend that. And the that. Uh, Slurp Ramen, the ramen yes. place there is freaking fantastic. Cannot recommend that enough. Because they do half, it's like half Danish flour and half Japanese flour in their ramen noodles, and it's unbelievable. So good. Yeah, they usually have like a line out the door there. Um, definitely have on the blog post I've been writing Grode. So if you want something healthier, you can get porridge or a smoothie bowl um from Grode and you can like build your own and put all these fun toppings and some things that you can only get there like you know like they have um the sea buckthorn dried yeah and cool ingredients and it's very scandinavian so big fan of that and you have to go to tivoli which is the theme park in the middle of copenhagen and it's not that big but it's what disney based disney world off of it's just it's so cool it's definitely worth seeing it's like a it's like a quaint old-fashioned disney and they have great food in there yeah they have it's the one place you can get the lacquered soft serve ice cream which is the licorice soft serve ice cream and it's so good and they also have just like cool candy vendors all over once you get inside because you can go to the food hall part of the food hall without a ticket but there's stuff that you can only get if you get admission inside of the park so definitely recommend that um I can't believe we didn't talk about Mirabelle and Based. So those are other Noma people. Yes. So I think Mirabelle's they're, probably... Well, they're owned by Relay. Mirabelle is the best if you want to buy like a loaf of bread. Like that's the best bread place. We've bring, we brought that back to America. And we're definitely going to do that this time. And they America, also have amazing croissants. And they so all of that dough goodness that they have perfected, they use over at Based, which is next door to make the best pizzas in the whole wide world. Yeah. So Based, I like... Better I'm not, than I'm Italy. not dying to go back there. <laughs> what? I like it, You're but crazy. I but I'd rather it's like a sourdough pizza. It's the I'd best rather thing go to other places. Like I when I go back, like obviously oh, Noma, you? Noma's number one. I'm very excited about Alchemist, but like Gasoline Grill for sure, and like the bakeries. Those, those that's what I'm looking forward to, and I think we'll go to a Mass too because I do really like a Mass. 
I think a mass is my favorite. A mass? It, he's <laughs> like a, my favorite that's not Noma is probably a mass. Like his food speaks to me. There's just something about. It's interesting because the first time we went there, you didn't feel that way. We did the tasting the first time, yeah, yeah. and I, it didn't blow me away. It was interesting. And the second time we sat at the bar. Yeah, and ordered uh, that's why I'm curious if we went back. Like, I guess we'd sit at the bar again. Right. And apparently, he makes ridiculously good fried chicken, but he only does it like four times a yeah, year. Yeah, we've missed that. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about Lead Cobb. Oh. Lead Cobb which is our favorite bar. You love Lead Cobb. I do. It's like the most fun bar. And we don't even go to a lot of bars, but like they just, they change their cocktail menu probably every few months. And they, like it's, it's huge. Like they've got about seven pages of unique cocktails. Yeah. Um, and it's in like a house that's like behind this row of, houses it's just hidden and it's like huga personified like that's what you think when i think of danish huga i think of lead cove like it's they have a cozy fire they have like servers so it's almost like a restaurant like you don't have to like crowd by the bar and like fight for space like you can go find your spot and they'll serve you they have um, a huge poster of a naked woman yes right there it's so good it's like an ad it's an ad uh, for a clothing company but like it's very like i don't know the vibe in there is yeah just you're incredible. right it's huga like you feel warm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still think that cocktail I had there was the best cocktail. The first the one, one with we the had? powdered sugar. Yeah, me it too. Tasted like tasted like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so so good. They had like pine needles in it and dusted with powdered sugar. So, yeah. So, when when we go to a new place, oh the hot dogs. Oh yeah, you have to go to Dope. Dop. Dop. Yeah. Which is like a hot dog stand. Basically, all the food is good. Even at the 7-Eleven, the food's good. You have to go to the 7-Eleven. Yeah. It's nice. Um, okay. So I want to know, like when we're going to Japan, how do we find out? Like how do you go about looking for places we need to go? That's a, a good place? question. Um, well, Reddit's been a new resource for me. Uh-huh. So um, I wasn't really using Reddit a whole lot. Um when we first started traveling, but now you're deep in the Reddit thread and you have to be careful, like, you know, just yeah. like anything. Um, but I like the eater list and the thrillist list. I saw that Remy Thurston recently wrote one, um, on eater for Charlotte. And I was like, that's a really good compilation. Like it wasn't necessarily all of my I think it's a good places, starting place. But like, yeah, like they hit on, like, if you don't, if you've never been to this place, like they hit on kind of like, it's an, it's a good mix of like, what's good and what's new and what's hot. Like, you know what I mean? It's not always like the tried and true best, but it really kind of gives you like a pulse. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've found that the eater list can be hit or miss when I've tried to look at them, but I do use them. Like you said, it's a good place to start and see, okay, this is, these are the popular places right now. Yeah. They may not it's be the best like the places, places. Yeah. but they're the most popular. So then, but then you can go find blogs off that, that were people that you can trust. Yeah, and I like all of the New York Times. Like, if your city has a forty-eight hours, yes, in blank, those are great. Those like literally, I've never seen a bad recommendation on there. That yeah, we, that's that how we, we found Lidcobe. Yeah, that's, that's how we like. Yeah, the forty-eight hours in Copenhagen. They also have like a seventy-two hours. Like, definitely look at those lists. Um, Instagram accounts. Follow the hashtag. Yeah. So try to find locals. So I've like for Japan. I, I start with like the world's top 50 list. Yeah, we started like, with the 50 best. But then I also listen. So Dave Chain talks a lot about Japan and places to go. And he worked at Kirkunoi, which we're going to. I'm sure I just butchered that name in Kyoto, which is like a People thought we Kaisaki. butchered names before. Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for Japan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a Kaiseki, which is basically like a tasting menu, but a Japanese tasting menu. Um, so I try to do that. And then, yeah, try I try to find the local food bloggers who are kind of like us that I trust that they like. So not local or you mean local Yeah, They're, but they have English blogs. I haven't found any of yeah. those. I found a lot of American or maybe people who travel people there who traveled, but I haven't. But like I reached out to our chef friend um, who works at Attica because he's been in Japan a lot. So I try to source and, and you kind of have to like, think about who just like the guy from attica he's like works at a top 50 restaurant in the world so he's going to like places similar to that but then there might be some places that i want to go that are like down and dirty 
then I'll look at other places for that. And then I also think like being like, we never over schedule our time and we have some time, like we wouldn't have found like the slurp ramen place if we hadn't just walked around or growed. Yeah. You can't over plan. Like you want to have some time just to wander and happen. Now you do need to plan. Like if you want to go to a Noma, you have to plan like four months out. And like when we go to Japan and we're going to some of these two, three Michelin star places, like you got to plan a couple months out, but you need to, you can't do one of those every night. Like you'll go crazy. So you pick a couple of those, like we're there for two weeks, basically we're going to four, I would say nice places. And then the rest we're going to kind of go on our own and find and hopefully get some recommendations and stuff. Got to leave your, yourself some time, some openings. Definitely. And no two tasting menus. on. And don't be also, don't be afraid to go back to a place that you liked. I think some people, they go on these trips and they're like, I got to try something new, something new, something new all the time. But I think if you, if you like a restaurant, you can definitely go back. You have to do a mixture of stuff because those restaurants change too. For sure. For sure, bro. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about? That's about it for me. That's good. What's the best thing you ate this week? Oh, man. Okay, I went to the Stanley last... I, I, the Stanley... Yeah. Hmm. The Stanley is... Obviously, we ranked at number two in Charlotte. But the Stanley is just, like... It's just good there. Just solid, really good food. Um, and you said it's been crowded when you went. So yeah, I went, last sa- I went last Saturday, and it was... Um, you know, it was just me, so I was going to sit at the bar, and I had to wait about 20 minutes for a seat. To, like, there was no seat, which is good. Really happy that they're um, crowded. So I got the burger, which I always get. But what I thought that was really good was they did a Philly cheesesteak bao bun. So, so the Vericos are from Philly, so they kind of did a play on, like, this is a comfort food for me, the Philly cheesesteak, cool. but in a bao bun. They kind of always have a rotating bao bun there. And I was like, this is just... Like, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't, like, going to win any award for, like, the most creative thing. Or, but just it was just good. Just really good. Yeah, I think that people I like that. might have the impression that the Stanley is, like, really fancy. And it's not. It's super approachable. And it's just good food. Yeah, for it sure. It doesn't have to be intimidating. So. so that's mine. How about you? Um, Well, I went back to Ndaco this week. Hell, yeah, you did. And I got to say... Not as good as when we went when it was comped. And you had um, Miranda manager server who we you did. who was really good. Where to eat Charlotte? She I didn't say anything because I was going to because I was there by myself for a minute before my friends came. But then I went to the restroom, came back, my friends were there, and there wasn't ever a good time to say it. But um, she's an excellent. She was an excellent server. Like she was a real professional. So so I did want to say the service was excellent. No complaints. I had which is the best name ever. I had a cocktail called the Oaxaca forever. So like Wakanda forever. Um, yeah, I got it. And uh, oh, yeah, I just want to make sure you got it there too. No? Um, I drank the first one in literally five seconds. Like I just like yeah. slurped it out of my pasta straw because they use pasta for their... Just, which I think is cool. Which is really cool. Um, so I drank my first one in five seconds, had another one. Really like the cocktail. As far as the food, like we had the burrata. I just... I wasn't wowed by it. We had the fried artichokes again. I didn't think they were quite as good. And then we had the pasta. All of us had pasta. I had the bolognese. Like, it was good, but, like, for two drinks, we had the two appetizers. We split a dessert. Pasta, it was, like, 70 bucks. Like, I just feel like... Yeah, you came home and you're like, this is so expensive. I know, because I I know Jason usually pays and I'm very spoiled. (laughs) But like, I didn't didn't dislike it. I just felt like it was so middle of the road for such a huge price tag. Like the ambiance and the drinks and the service, like that all like made it like I want to hear your take. But I I don't, I'm not going to be rushing to go back there. Let me say that. So that's the best thing you had this week? No, no, I just wanted to say that. Something I wanted to talk about. The best thing I had was... um, I know this is probably like the third week in a row I've had the batch makers, but it's oh, just true. Oh, dear Lord. This so is good. So she made us a tres leches cake. She just which, made us a cake. I mean, I've had tres leches before, but I've you never know. had one like this. This is, And it was like the fucking biggest ass cake. I mean, it was an entire sheet It pan. was meant to feed like the whole 16, country like, of Honduras. And, I and think we ate the whole thing. We probably should have shared it. Like at no. one point I said to Jason, I was no. like, we should take this into your office. And he was like, don't you dare, I'll kill you. 
And like one day at 6 a.m., he came down in his boxers and had a big plate of it. Like it's gotten better with age also. And her, I've seen like different, like a, I think sometimes the frosting is like, her frosting is so good. More traditional, but she like or like more like a regular frosting. And I don't know what's traditional. She did like I've, a I've meringue. Googling, but yeah, this was a meringue. And I guess like I don't know what is traditional or what is what, but like the meringue like blew my mind. Like it was, it just makes it. And like yeah, I came, I ate a slice oh. at seven thirty a.m. one day this week. I literally just said that. <laughs> well, I wanted people to understand that it was at seven thirty a.m. I said six a.m., so it was better than when I told. No, it, it wasn't six a.m. Come on, it was really early. But thanks for listening over there. Um, I want your take on the people's market. I don't. I don't have. I didn't really ever go there because it sucked. I mean, we, but we never really ate there. We went there when they first opened. Lincoln's forever. Okay. Lincoln's forever. That's all I'm saying. Chill the fuck out. A ride and die for Lincoln's. You know it. All right. Anything I else you want rushed. to say? I feel rushed. No, I'm fine. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> we got 10 minutes. No, I know. You were rushing me. Oh. Because yeah. I really wanted your take on People's Market, but you didn't want to. We never even ate there, though. We went there once. But we didn't eat. We tried to, but they shut down But that's because they had before. just opened, and they didn't have their shit figured out, so I don't think we can really say anything much about it. We didn't really ever give them a, much of a chance. Lincoln's for life. All right. Play us out. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I'd like to talk about my special sandwich at Lincoln's that people can order. It's called the Lots and Loaded. I named it. Yeah, you that's named it. That's my copy. It's uh, it's basically the 13th, which is prosciutto, mozzarella, olive oil, and basil. But instead of prosciutto, you get lots. So, And people are like, that's disgusting. But fresh mozzarella basically replaces the cream cheese. It's a better version of cream cheese. Then you get the olive oil on it. It's so good. Order it lots and loaded. Everyone have a great week. Lots and loaded.